This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Yeah, it is, and I'm here. Hello, good evening. Hello, hello. Hope you're doing well. Hope everything's all right with you. I was in England this morning, which is a weird thing to say, but it's true. I'm from there. I've got a bit of a cold, by the way, so doubly difficult to understand what the hell I'm on about. But, um, yeah, I was there this morning. I've been away. I wasn't here last week. Obviously, you missed me and your heart was bleeding for me every moment. And now I'm back and uh, I'm doing a radio show. My name is Vinny, by the way. Pat's the producer. It's about an hour. And I suppose I should give it some sort of a title. It's a sort of newsy baguette with meaty chunks of news, crunchy opinion-shaped vegetables, and a sort of a source, I'd say, of utter despair. So we'll attempt a, a chuckle side salad, if we can, as well. You can text the show on 71010. Uh, didn't miss anything, do I? I haven't checked the news. Let's just have a quick peek. Uh, what have we got? Armageddon. Fantastic. Yeah, are we living in an alternative universe? I mean, I'm starting to understand how the Dutch guy felt when he started getting the attic ready for Anne Frank. You know what I mean? I wanted to talk about England this morning, and I went to Ireland this week as well, so I wanted to talk about that. But unfortunately, the world's biggest man-baby has thrown his immigrants out of the pram, uh, meaning I'd better address the uh, elephant in the room. Uh, by elephant, I mean uh, egomaniacal bigot madman. And by room, I mean the States. So, yeah, in case you uh, didn't know, I think you do. Probably just look out your window, to be honest, in a lot of places. Um, Mr. Trump's executive order, signed on Friday, halted the entire US refugee programme for 120 days, indefinitely banned Syrian refugees and suspended all nationals from Syria, Iran, Iraq, Sudan, Libya, Somalia and Yemen, which have something in common. They all have the letter A in them. Yeah, apart from Yemen. But it does if you call it A Yemen, so that's probably it. Oh, and they happen to be Muslim, but that's probably just a coincidence. Canada has uh, since been told its dual nationals are not affected... But there was a time there where no one knew what the hell was going on. Well, like they do now. No one really knows what's going on now. Just an FYI, the Honourable Ahmed Hussain, uh, Canada's immigration minister, was born in Somalia, and thus, it seemed for a minute there, he was banned from entering the United States. Our immigration minister. Beat that for mad. Um, oh, your first text comes in. Because this isn't political enough yet. How are things across the pond with the Brexit vote? <laughs> we'll do that later as well. Yeah, I'll tell you about that. Um, well, I mean, it's not all politics. I really don't want to do this. I want to tell you about being drunk in Galway. So if you're bored of Trump, and God knows we all are, then uh, hang on tight because that will come up later. But I probably should address a few things first. Uh, so the Trump administration is standing firm over its ban on immigration from seven countries despite court rulings and mass protests against it. And they will kick off tomorrow here in Toronto. The um, American consulate here already is saying that it's going to do limited business because there'll be a protest outside it tomorrow and um, all across America in various positions as well. In a statement, Trumpy Wumpy has said uh, visas would once again be issued uh, once the most secure policies were in place. And he denied today that it was a Muslim ban. Bojo, the uh, lovable name for our own blonde um, 
secretary in the uh, foreign secretary in the uh, UK um, tweeted that it was divisive and wrong to stigmatise people on the basis of nationality. So this is to stop terror. Um, just a quick heads up: the various people who have in fact committed terrorist acts in America from 9/11 on, including 9/11 as well, none of them came from any of those countries. So that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember 9-11? Saudi Arabia, 15 of them. UAE, two of them. Egypt, one. Lebanon, one. That was it. It's like banning children from a candy store because it was robbed by adults last week, you know? It's not, but I it. it was a stretch. It's like taking asparagus off the menu because a customer choked on a peanut. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I'm just a libtard snowflake who obviously as you can hear from my accent, has ties to the Middle East. That was a joke, Canada. Please learn accents. Um, I was over the moon with Justin, though, I must admit, who, uh, unlike Theresa May, was a little bit more firm. And just, I'm, and I'm not taking the piss, I'm generally, really, over the moon with this guy. I mean that. And I'm sure you're all going to text me and go, because that's what you do. And you can do that. I don't mind. Um, text 71010, tell me your thoughts on this, but I thought Trudeau's statement was fantastic. He said, to those fleeing persecution, terror and war, Canadians will welcome you regardless of your faith. Diversity is our strength. Good for you. Like, seriously, that's fantastic. I am so fed up with world leaders, including Theresa May going, no, oh, I ain't going to tell this guy. What's got Why has Theresa May got an American accent? Well, that's my default. It doesn't work when she's British, though, does it? It's weird that a British man would put on an American accent to impersonate a British Prime Minister. I am quite clearly jet-lagged. All right, let's try that again. I'm getting... No, still American. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, it's a good job this isn't live. I'm going to go over there and I'm going to tell him that politics today shouldn't be divisive and racism will not be tolerated. And then she goes over there and holds hands with him. What the hell is that? But she has since uh, given him a bit of a, a, a word slap. As for Pence, beat this one. Did you know this one? You know old Pensy Pops. Um, there's a tweet that's going around. He posted it in 2015, towards the end of 2015. This is what it says. Call to ban Muslims from entering the US is offensive and unconstitutional. He did. Will the real Mike Pence please stand up? It's amazing how uh, power goes to your head. So there you are. Um, let's see. Should we do this one? You know very well Brits are secretly cheering for Trump, says someone. You know very well, swear word, hit the fan already across the pond. Glad none here, and God's grace and praise it doesn't change, says someone. Yeah, I've just spent ten days in the UK, and trust me on this. Trust me on this. The Brits are absolutely not secretly or not secretly cheering for Trump. In fact, I can prove this. I was in London last week and I've got some audio. Fire it up and let's hear what happened the day after the inauguration in London last week. Hello, this is Vinny and it is the first day of the Trump presidency. And I just woke up in a hotel in London. I just flew in yesterday and uh, looking at the news, I found out that there is a march from, well, it's actually... Uh, many marches across the world today, but the one in London is going on uh, very close to me. 
And it's a march uh, organised by women uh, that are fed up of the sort of chauvinistic characteristics displayed by the orangutan. Sorry, uh, President of the United States. And, um, yeah, it's just a lot of people coming together with various beefs about Mr. Trump. It starts at the US Embassy, which happens to be just across the park, Hyde Park, and uh, join this protest now here in central London. Here goes nothing. So here I am at the protest outside the American Embassy, and I don't know how many tens of thousands of people are here, but I'm next to a lady. Hello, what's your name? My name's Beck. Hello, I'm from Beck. Brighton. Oh, so am I originally. Are you really? Yeah, all the best Brighton people are. Brighton in England? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I live in Canada now, which is where this interview will go out. But for the Canadians listening, uh, perhaps you could explain why are you here today? So I'm here today because I think the things that Donald Trump says and does, we can't just put up with. We have to stand up and say this is not acceptable in this day and age to be such a bigot and have that much power. So we can't stop him now. He's president. But we can stand up and say we don't believe that people should behave like this. Why do you feel he's a bigot? Well, name a thing that he said that hasn't been bigoted, basically. The man's, the man is a bigot. The man's anti-everything. I'm really distressed. Already on the, web, on the White House website by yesterday, they've taken down all the LGBT stuff and all the climate change stuff. Now, those things are really important to me. And you can't just pretend that everybody's white, male and an idiot. If you were to get the opportunity to meet him and you only had a very brief amount of time, assuming that he were to actually listen to anyone for once, what, what, was, what was it that you'd say to him? I'd probably just want to grab him by the balls and twist hard, <laughs> actually. Because he's not going to listen to people like me. He's not going to listen to women, is he? Yeah. He's going to listen to money. So you and I are here today and uh, that sort of gives us a lack, or gives me a lack of hope. I mean, here we both are, two people invested in the same values talking to a man who's not listening what 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 do we do but what we do is this isn't it what we do is come here and we see i don't know how many people are here but there's tens of thousands of people here and that makes me feel better yeah. that there's a lot of people who are prepared to come not just here but washington i bet they're doing this in toronto i don't they know are. they're doing it all yeah, over the yeah, world yeah. yeah so that's really that makes me feel a bit better not a lot better but a bit better i admire that and i, th I can only sort of add to it by saying perhaps there is a point where you just cannot possibly be ignored and hopefully this is it well I don't think this is it but there comes a point where you cannot possibly sit and do nothing because yeah. that's what's happened in the past and this is the minimum we can do is stand up and be counted do you want to go and buy the balls because of the pussy comment is that why that came to mind uh, yeah but it's not just the pussy comment is it that's one comment but yeah that's one reason I want to grab him by the balls but I just I'm just really sad that even though a majority of people didn't vote for him, he's still going to wreck a lot of people's lives. Literally, he's going to wreck a lot of people's lives. Yeah. So. Well, thank you very much for talking to us today and being part of a massive protest here in central London. Beck from Brighton. Thank you. Nice to meet you. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. This sure is. Uh, okay, so I want to read out some of the text so far. Um, he is the leader of the most powerful country in the world. What a bunch of dumbasses, says someone. In less than seven days, Trump has really caused a real shake-up around the world. If this was the behaviour of a contestant on The Apprentice, would he be able to fire them? That's a good question. I like that one. 
Um, someone else said, of course Trudeau's going to say what he said. He hasn't got the balls to stand up and voice his real and true thoughts. Well, I don't... See, I don't agree with that. I think that what he said was... Uh, uh, was doing exactly that. Um, yeah, unless you... I'm not sure I agree with your statement. Anyway, um, he's, he goes on to say, Trump uh, said he's, he's doing exactly what he said he was going to do. Stop the hate. Funny you hate the hater, but you talk hate. Ironic, says Gary. I don't hate him. I don't really have that vicious bit in me. I don't like him. I think he's dangerous, but I don't hate him. I don't hate anyone apart from Amanda Capito, um, who's just walked in. Hiya. Hi. Well, I'm always too nice to you in the introductions. I thought it was about time to start giving you a little bit of a dress down. All right. Thank you. Oh, on the on. day that... Well, hang on a minute. <laughs> the day hang that on. I sound like this, just just beat me while I'm down. Oh, Why no, I didn't know. You looked all glamorous. <laughs> and she's, she looks all glam. And um, she's come on and she doesn't sound how she looks. What's wrong? Uh, I'm just losing my voice. <laughs> well, this should be quality radio. <laughs> Foreigner talking about immigration and someone that's... Here's a balance the situation that can't speak. Perfect. Um, you're right. What's happened? No, I just, I tend to lose my voice if I sing. I have, um, I belt it out too, too much sometimes. And I have like, you know, those vocal nodules like the, like Julie Andrews has, all the singers. Yeah. Yeah, those. You need to steam between uh, bouts of singing. Right. I didn't. I didn't bring my steamer. Mm. Um, I don't. I don't typically bring it when I go do karaoke. So. You can save money and just buy an iron that emits steam, and have a toot on that. Every have now you and done then. this before? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> I'm also talking bollocks. Um, <laughs> so I just spent the last week in England. And I, I forgot that you people take me seriously. Um, <laughs> so uh, you don't seem too well. You don't seem yourself. It's not. It's not that I'm not well. I just don't sound well, but I am well. Yeah. Oh. It's hard to, it's hard. I know. See, I look fine. Yeah. You look good, but you sound terrible. <laughs> See, I sort of feel quite, almost like some motherly figure at the moment. I feel like I want to give you lem sip and oh like, my gosh. hold you close. I didn't know you had any nurturing fibers in your body. Yeah, I have this week because I had what, I had a proper cold this week and it wiped me out. Oh, okay, so you, so you, we were struggling. You were yeah, I really was. And, and I was did there a... anyone to take care of you? Yes, there was. There was. A, I was in Ireland with a friend of mine who I met years ago, and his family were really nice. Oh. And they just said, just sleep as much as you need. That's so nice. And like, I was brought lemon sips and stuff. I was really well looked after. What? Okay, you keep saying lemon sips. Oh, what do you call it here? See, I've gone proper English, didn't I? What is that? Chamomile? Um, no, it's what do you call Throat it? Throat lozenge? No, uh, you call it. Neo Citroen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a brand name. So actually, so is Lemsip. So there you go. Well, <laughs> best radio we've ever done. <laughs> but then I went out. I, I, well, as soon as I felt better, I went to Galway. And I've never really been. Have you ever been to Ireland? No. I've never really um, been outside Dublin. I've been to Dublin a few times, but it's a sort of hazy memories of being a, a drunken late teenager. And I went to Galway. 80,000 people in Galway, right? How, how mad can it be? It's mental. Really? It's absolutely mental. 80,000, that's like the population of North Bay, Ontario. It's the fourth biggest city in Ireland. Okay. Uh, which, you know, because Ireland's only got like four and a half million people in it. Right. Basically, Ireland's pretty much GTA nowadays. And um, <laughs> yeah, and you go there and I thought, oh, sleepy little, it's middle of winter, isn't it? Sleepy little town. And uh, I'll, give, I'll give you a little taster, right? Uh, about three o'clock in the morning, walking back from the pub, right? I'd had a bit of a session, I'll be honest. It's hard not to when you're in Ireland. Roger, yeah. Walking along, busker. This is busking in 
Galway Island. I don't think I've ever had so much fun in the small town in my life. I suppose there might be a Newfoundland comparison. I was going to say that's exactly what it makes me think of. Yeah. Not that I've been there either, but that's how I imagine it. Yeah. That's definitely Canada's version. And they're just the nicest people. I walk into a pub with my mate, right? Stood at the bar and there's a whole range of 40 different Irish whiskies. And this enormous man that looks a bit like he could kill me with his fingers. Um, was standing next to us, and uh, I'm like, oh, I don't know, I don't know where to start with the whiskies. So I'll have one that you know they range from eight euros all the way up to thirty-two euros. I'm not doing that. You met my, you've met me, haven't you? I'm not going to do that. Right. Five dollar pint. That's what I like. Yes. And um, so I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go a bit mental. I'll go for like a twelve euro sort of drink. And uh, this big meat cake next to us says, Oh, don't drink that. It's a load of expletive. Right. <laughs> I'm like, well, what do you recommend? Well, wouldn't he recommend the 32 euro, right? Of course. He goes, now relax, will you, lads? I got this for you. But got three shots. Wow. Right? Then he leant in my ear. But he goes, uh, Roy, now make it snappy, down in one. I've got to get back to the wife and I don't want her to know. <laughs> <laughs> so I downed a 32 euro shot of whiskey. Wow. And was it worth it? It was amazing. Well, it you was pay so, for what you get. See? Yeah, it was wrong to down it. I mean, it was like criminal in the whiskey world. But, but it's okay because it was being paid for by someone else. Exactly. Yeah. Now, what is it that's brought you to this point in your voice? That's me and I sound better <laughs> than you. What the hell are you singing? <laughs> It was a combination of things. I just feel like this weekend in Toronto was really busy. There's a lot of events. Mm. I went to like all of them. And so talking over music or so today was the monster truck. I went to the monster jam. Sorry, everyone... are you are you sixteen? <laughs> Actually, on that point, yeah. so I've gone to the monster jam like as a kid for I don't know, years and years. Yeah. And um Drew Gardner, who actually works um on uh, on the drive show with yeah. Ryan Doyle and Jay Michaels, um, he had never been, and so he 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 begged me to go, and I'm like, okay, let's go, and we were the only two adults that were there without children, mm. <laughs> like we were just there for fun, so I just. You know, he was my child for the day, essentially. Oh, cool. So we had like he, we had earbuds in, so of course to talk to each other we have to scream. Yeah. So that doesn't help. Did it, did it like, I don't know, what do they do? Crush buses and things like that? Yeah, yeah. Like they jump over cars and yeah. they like flip over and yeah. You know, it's the same old. It's It hasn't changed actually. It was it was very funny to go back and be like, oh, Gravedigger still wins every time. Oh, you actually know the name of the... That's the only famous one though. That's the only famous one and he always wins. Has he got the same car as he used to have? Yes, looks exactly the same. Oh, he must have gone through some tyres in those days. But you know what, it's kind of... It's just like maybe they they it's like did they not come up with another shtick or another guy or I don't know what it is, but yeah. it was very nostalgic. It was good. Yeah. yeah, it must have been like that for fifteen years, maybe. It, was, it would be like Hulk Hogan still winning wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Times but, and, have moved on. and they only sell the swag of this one car, so like you have to like 
You have to like grave digger. Do you know how much a tire for a monster truck is? Yeah, it's they're like um actually the drive had an interview with with the been saying all the prices. I think they were saying it was like four thousand dollars per tire or something. Mm. Yeah. And that's why the engine is forty five K alone. It's very oh. expensive to upkeep these cars. Nightmare on the four oh one as well. <laughs> You can just jump over the cars. Though. Actually, so I suppose when you think of it that way, it'd be the best. <laughs> Imagine the power of that. I mean, you know, forget the absolute excruciating death and carnage that you cause, but you could get down that DVP snappy. Yeah. Mm. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversations with Amanda Capito. Oh, you're going to keep me even with my voice like this? I might kick you Good. out. But I'll do... <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> let's see how long I last. <laughs> well, I just feel like I've made it to another round on some crooked game show. Yeah. <laughs> will she come back or will she be too croaky? Tune in to find out. Um, text your thoughts on Ireland as well. I'd like to hear if you've... Uh, I've just been to Ireland really for the first time. I, like When I used to live in England, I popped over to Dublin but I don't think it's fair to say I'd really explored Ireland to this week. And uh, I'd love to hear what you thought of it as well and your experiences. 7 10, 10. Back in a minute on News Talk 1010. 10. This is the Venny White Show on In Depth Radio. I'll let you into News the... Talk 1010. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all know. I'll let you into a little bit of the um, sort of scaffolding of radio, right? When when talk radio happens, obviously, like when the mics go off and we do adverts, we don't just look at each other. I mean, with the man, it's, it's my goodness, it's easy to look at her, <laughs> but it gets a bit embarrassing when you're just staring at her. So we have conversations, <laughs> right? And quite often, the annoying thing about radio is that some of those conversations off air should have gone on air because they were really good. I am so glad that one didn't. <laughs> It's the most stupid conversation we've ever had in my life. Because you kept asking me the same question over and over again. I kept answering. And I don't know if it's because of my voice or it's because you just... I think I didn't understand you. I don't think you understood me. I'm just going, no. And we just did nothing made any sense. And I would love to like elaborate that and say, here's what I mean by that. This is what happened. But you will shoot yourself with boredom. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. You know it. when you hear two people at the pub drunk going, <laughs> and the other one's like, like, <laughs> It was like that. It was just two idiots rambling on about nothing. I still don't know what she was on about. Husking away into the mic. Barking away like oh some my God. strained dog. Excuse me, that is so offensive. You, 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 you're very husky. I, war- <laughs> I like warned me. you yeah. via text that this is what you'd get today. <laughs> <laughs> and you told me to still come in, so here I am. Welcome to our new feature. Vinny talks loads and Amanda doesn't much because it's a bit... Hard on the air. <laughs> New out of New Zealand. Hard-hitting news here on News Talk 1010, right? Always. New Zealand rodeo turns to men dressed as sheep. Okay. A rodeo in New Zealand is to employ men dressed as sheep after it found that one of its events was illegal. The Kahaki Rodeo, which takes place on New Zealand's North Island, abandoned its children's sheep chasing event in 2016 after it fell foul of animal welfare rules set by the Kiwi government. Uh, After replacing the sheep last year with sacks of wool being dragged around the arena by clowns. Oh my gosh, this sounds horrible. (laughs) Organisers. Hang on, sorry, hang on a minute. Oh, this show is terrible. It's just two dying old people. 
After replacing the sheep last year with sacks of wool being dragged around the arena by clowns, organisers are hoping the marginally more realistic sight of volunteers in sheep outfits will instead fit the bill for this weekend's event. Now, if no, you're wait, a they're kid... they're volunteers first. They're not even getting paid for this. No. I think they're so embarrassed by clowns with sacks of wool that they went, right, listen, we can do better than this. Just dress as a sheep. Oh, my gosh. And you know, there's way more sheep than people in New Zealand. So it's kind of mental that anyone would ever bother dressing up as a sheep Dude. when there's probably one next to you anyway. <laughs> That's how it works. Would uh, you ever dress up? Uh, as a sheep? Yeah. Yeah, I'd dress up as anything, I think, really. <laughs> oh, really? I'm not saying I'm into that. <laughs> you want to know my safe word? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's stop, get off, that's mental. Um, sheep chasing, which also happens in an American radio uh, this year, I think they'll probably use marginalised ethnicities, uh, allows children to take part in day's events, but campaigners say that it's both unnecessary and cruel to the animals. Um, they've got these guys that have come together, they're called SAFE, Save Animals from Exploitation. I love how acronyms always make a word that's quite helpful. Yes. You know, like SAFE. Because they could have made it, I don't know, make end, animal terror stop, meats. Right. It wouldn't work. You know right. what I mean? Anyway, locals think the 40-year-old event is now very much part of the district's agricultural culture. Uh, if you were a kid and I said to you, do you want to come down? There's a couple of lads dressed as sheep. <laughs> or monster trucks? What are you going? <laughs> <laughs> the monster trucks win. Okay. Uh, next one. Dear defence, man fights speeding ticket with novel argument. Okay. This one's good for you. I know. I was just going to say, I might need to take notes. You've got a heavy foot, haven't you? It's not even that. It's not speeding. It's always just silly things that happen. Like what happened before we do this, actually? What happened with that stop sign? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Good memory. Yes, I went and fought it in court. No, I would. I did what I um, I settled. What's it called? I'm not using the proper legal term. We like he. They lessened the charge. They took away the demerit points, and mm. then I paid money. How's the bar going? You passed the uh, law school. All right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, you're not on the phone. I'm not pretending to be a paralegal here. I'm just saying no. I went into the courthouse and then I could have, I chose, I could go to trial. Wasn't it a stop sign that was over, over yeah, difficult like, to look at because there trees growing? Yeah, so I, I wanted to go fight it, but then I realized in that moment, if I showed trial, I had to go to trial right then and there. Like mm. I would have had to self represent and I wasn't prepared. Mm. So I then just compromised. So you got half the fine? Yeah, and no to bear points. Oh, that's cool. But it still goes on my record. Yeah, but it's not there forever, is it? No, but for five years, it's going to affect my insurance. Uh, and with this voice, doesn't that just sound like the worst well, thing? Well, I'll you tell you what, do? by the end of this show, you'll be out of radio work. So <laughs> you better get yourself down to the old cafe, <laughs> cleaning some plates. Oh, okay, um, tell me this guy's tact. Man fights speeding, speeding ticket with novel argument. A Massachusetts man fighting a speeding ticket in court had a unique explanation. The officer's radar gun may have picked up a deer. Wait, he, they picked up a deer's speed? He's saying, mate, wasn't me doing that 40 and a 30. I think you might have got a passing deer. Yeah, but, like, don't their guns only, like, what, can you, how does it track anyway? Like, doesn't it only track large metal? In, no, in theory, if it could? the deer was fat enough, close enough, and running at 40 miles an hour, which, by the way, is almost definitely impossible because I think they only hit a maximum of 30. <laughs> <laughs> it is 
just about feasible because and I know this because Wait, this worked in court this well, worked well let me I, oh, sorry, let me I'm too finish. excited okay. I, okay. <laughs> I just need to I help. actually know this because I once got radar guns in Africa on a snowboard snowboarding down a sand dune in Namibia that's a true story and it was a police gun a police it, that's exactly gun. what they used they they said they had a police gun and they cuz they wanted to get everyone that was doing it they wanted to find out who was the fastest i was one of the slowest by the way and so if you could <laughs> that, for reference i now know about the deer because of what happened on a sand dune in it with a snowboard in namibia i'm so glad look at this yeah. it all comes together okay cool now tell me what happened with this guy he appeared in court on thursday he and? asked officers Royce and johnson if he was 100% sure his radar captured the speed or was it, as he said, a speed of a deer that, quote, could have been in the vicinity? Oh, so he didn't like, even he didn't say there one. was definitely a deer. He just said, oh, there's a lot of deer in the area. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, when confronted by the sceptical judge, uh, the man replied that anything was possible. Um, the fine was upheld. <laughs> okay, so I'm better than that guy, at least. <laughs> Indeed you are. Uh, your text so far, I just want to hear your thoughts on um, Ireland, really, because I went there for the first time this week and I had an amazing time. Uh, it, feels, it feels a bit weird, like, as a Brit, not having really checked it out before, and I'm so glad I did. Uh, someone texted in, visited Dublin and Belfast for the first time two years ago. Lovely cities, amazing sights, hilarious Irishism about life. And uh, always party. Never a dull moment. You know, I hear you on that. Someone else said, Ireland, best damn friends I ever knew and I ever had. Similar to Scotland, uh, we've got life wrong over here. Completely and utterly wrong. You know what? I hate to say this because I live here and I love it. But uh, you know what? We do take ourselves a bit seriously, don't we? Yeah, but isn't there... I mean, maybe a lot of people, my friends who have visited Ireland said that people are pretty depressed and then they go drink and then, I mean, they're happy, but on the day-to-day, they're, it's not happy times. Don't go worrying about the day-to-day, mate, when there's a pub on every okay. corner. So it is true. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, that's, that's their export, isn't it? Their export is people and pubs, and that, that's... And it's fair to say, I mean, if we're really going to analyse this and take the whimsical nature of my statement out, I suppose it is fair to say, yes, there is a very high suicide rate, one of the highest in Europe, I yeah, believe. Yeah, so that's like, we. you just said that they're doing it right. I don't think so. Uh, it depends <laughs> which way you look at it. I mean, I'm not saying their social welfare is correct. Um, the, the, the concept of being a man is still very much alive. And when a man hasn't got work then that really dilapidates the whole family. Mm. And so that hasn't been addressed. The concept of seeking counselling if you're depressed hasn't really been pushed forward hard enough. So they're very proud people. By the way, I can say this, I'm half Irish, so there's some of that in me, I think. And so I I feel that they're really proud and noble, for want of a better word. But, yeah, they do just go down the pub to um, to address their problems, which, if you haven't got any problems, is great. Right. Or if you have minor problems. But, you know, if you've lost uh, half the value in your house in the last few years, which is incredibly feasible if you're Irish, then, yeah, you might well uh, it might just be uh, a delaying the inevitable uh, depression that might set in. So thanks for taking this comedy feature about how much <laughs> of a crack sorry. it is in Ireland and then me saying that Canadians take themselves too seriously and then you ironically making it into a serious feature. I just, I am a journalist who's curious. I mean, why can't we all just have a look? Have you seen what's going on to the South? <laughs> Bell, let's talk days on my mind. Good. When is it? Has it happened yet? It passed. I was away. You should. Yeah, well, that's right. You were out of the Uh, Don't give me all that. I was away. You're getting off Facebook, so I mean, you're definitely going to be out of the loop on hashtags and and conversations that are happening on social media, right? I wrote 10 reasons why I'm getting off Facebook. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. 
Do you want to hear them? Lay them on me. All right, we should do a break first, and then I'll give you my reasons for leaving Facebook, which I will be doing this week. Amanda makes it to one more segment with a <laughs> raspy voice. All right. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio. News Talk 1010. Amanda Capito joins me. She's a news junkie, but as well as that, she's a social media junkie. She's all over it. She's already tweeted a photograph of us in the studio. You can follow her if, we, if you want at... A-C-U-P-I-D-O, A Capito. Okay. And <laughs> you can. I think you can follow me, at Vinnie White. Yeah. Um, I tagged you in it. I'm going to keep my Twitter account, but I'm going to leave Facebook. And one of the reasons for leaving Facebook... Well, actually, there's 10 reasons for leaving Facebook. I wrote them on a plane today. Um... <laughs> I was a bit bored. Was this just your diary for the day? Seven, I had seven hours to kill. <laughs> so, and I've been thinking a lot about Facebook recently, and um, I've decided to leave it. And I, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to present all ten issues to you, and when I do that, if you could mark what you think out of ten to my reasoning. Okay, like ten is a good reason, and one is like not a good reason? Sure, yeah. Okay. So we're looking for a score of 100 if possible because okay. I have 10 points with a maximum of 10 you'll get per piece. I already okay. know I'm yeah. fighting a losing battle. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, fake news. This is one of the reasons I'm leaving Facebook. I'm still bombarded with utter bullshizzle masquerading as facts. It's not just annoying. It's possibly warped the already profoundly shambolic US election. Fake news. Okay, I'll give you seven because I understand how annoying it is, but... Also, they're trying to fix it, so that might not be a problem in the future. Reasons for leaving leaving Facebook, number two, him. Need I say more? Donald Trump? Mm. No, because that's silly. You're not going to be able to shut out Donald Trump just because you're off Facebook. Number? Two. Two out of ten. Reasons for leaving Facebook. Uh, can't even check messages on a phone without an app. Yeah, this is new. You probably, you've already got the app, I should imagine. But if you have a phone... You have to install Messenger app. Yeah. And if I have any more apps, my phone will be too heavy to carry. Okay. <laughs> Is that how they work? Yeah, I guess. Um, okay, I'll give you five. Lots of people don't like the Messenger app, but then they just don't use the Messenger on their phone. Okay. Number four, reason for leaving Facebook. Why am I doing it? Why am I leaving Facebook? Dickheads. Uh, the sheer amount of complete and utter dickheads will ill-conceived opinions... Blathering on about their political views, usually the same mindless oddballs that don't vote, don't attend rallies and don't donate to charities that actually do something to make the world a better place. And they insist on misspelling words a lot and ranting about things like, you know, immigrants are refugees and they're officially the same thing and they're going to kill your children with killer bees, that kind of thing. Okay, I'm giving you zero because that's your fault for befriending these people. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I, I like that. Yeah. I know, and then I get in arguments with them, and they're like, yeah, you're a snowflake and a libtard. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm still at four in the morning. Don't get into fights with these people. Know, Don't the waste your time. There? Exactly. Oh, no, And then Vinny. I'm like, I haven't slept in three nights. Oh, I know. no. It was, it was really bad during the Rob Ford days. Uh, number five, adverts. Uh, sometimes I Google images of Paris just because I like looking at Paris, and then I go on Facebook, and it's like, hey, do you want a hotel in Paris? Yeah, that's freaky, I know. I don't like it. Yeah, that's. I'll give you a nine on that one. Thank you. I've taken to Googling images of bestiality just to see if Facebook would recommend a horse to interfere with. Oh, my gosh. Gross. <laughs> Number six, um, your data. This is the concern here. So, I don't know if you know, but even in the last 10 days, we are now giving up more and more of our information. We're now not far off the stage where American servers might as well all be in the Pentagon 
for um, the amount of stuff that government can get off those servers and share amongst government organisations. Mm. So that. No, I'll give you a free. Three pr- for general. Because the privacy. I should have, let me put it as general privacy. Privacy. Yeah. The thing is, they update their statement, the privacy statements and rules, and if you actually bother to read it all, it's all outlined there, and you, like, if that bothers you, then sure. Hmm. But you shouldn't, you know. Just, You've already I, been on it. I think a lot of that is my paranoia, though, because I just I think that the U.S. government are probably analyzing your features. And but mapping. like you're staying on Twitter, so if like if you're gonna if you're actually scared about the privacy, yeah, you have to cut f- everything. I, you can't I, just cut you know Facebook. What? You're absolutely right. You are. I don't. I can't dispute that. Yeah. I just feel everything's like taking your data. Even the what, what did you fly to go to Ireland? What air flight? Why are you asking? Because there's because uh, Air Canada's app actually says it needs access to your camera and contacts when you download it. So they can. Wa- <laughs> I swear, so that you can watch a, sh- a movie on the Air Canada plane. Oh, don't I, worry about that. It was sorry. Ryanair. All Ryanair want access to is your wallet. <laughs> right, don't worry about that. Um, I don't know. I just I always think they're mapping on my face, and then they're going to drone strike me if I fart near the U.S. border. <laughs> just paranoid. They might, yeah. Um, okay. What was the number on that? Oh, three. Okay, number seven reason I'm leaving Facebook this week is um, it's been almost no use to me for keeping touch of people. And science proves that Facebook very often makes people feel more lonely depending how it's used. The filter, by which I mean the selective posting of people's good and happy life events we all use, warps us into thinking that everyone's happy when they're just not. And warps us into thinking we're connected with them when we're not. I mean, if Facebook was reflection on real life, it would probably read more things like, I came on this holiday to feel better, but I miss Gary so much it hurts me and crushes my soul. I've been sobbing all day. Instead of, look at me in front of a palm tree. Yeah. You know? It's not true. Okay, so I'm saying you have two points in there. One, that it doesn't make you feel connected to your friends. That's because you're not sending them messages. Like, it does connect me to my friends because I have... I have messages with them but if you think it's like corrupting society and posting like very fake photos and and putting on this persona then I agree with you mm. so I don't know what I'll give you a six I guess That's quite generous of you. Thank you. yeah yeah I'm, I just I was quite a convoluted point Mike's overall point there is that life is complex and sometimes it's a difficult relentless battle some days and that stupid bitch that keeps showing her duck faces and dinners is not a reflection of that. Right. Okay. And that upsets me. Yeah, so I, I, I feel you on that. I get yeah. it. Our society is shifting because of it. Number eight, um, the way rock people just cannot understand and use the word literally correctly. I, I can't even go into that. I just... Yeah, that's bad. But also that's everywhere. Comments. Yeah, but I'm going to read more if I'm on you're Facebook. Blaming Facebook. You're blaming Facebook too much for like general society oh. problems. Okay, give me a number. Four. Uh, number nine of number of ten reasons why this week I am leaving Facebook, um, as documented today when I was thinking about it. Number nine is I've got a telephone, right? That telephone can call in and out. It can text people. It can WhatsApp people. It can tweet people. I can Skype, and if I wanted to, I could download and get Snapchat, Tinder, Bumble, Grinder, Flibbity Bobbity Blah. <laughs> if I don't want to snap Bumble and Grind, I can use my weekly radio show here on News Talk Ten Ten, also available as a podcast. So I don't really need it for that, do I? If you don't feel like you need it, but I find it's best for when I need to create events and I want like a large group of people to know information about something. So if you don't have a use for it, then that's fair. Okay. Eight. Oh. Finally, the reason I'm leaving Facebook is 
And this may be a bit of an overlap with my other one, so forgive me if I'm if I'm stretching this. Yeah. But it's that person. Okay. You know? The person that writes how blessed they are. To, I'm so lucky to be alive and outside on such a beautiful day. They write things like, loving life, and, oh, I'm blessed to be in Central Park on a day like today, even though they're thinking terrible thoughts and probably crying into a pizza in their apartment. I think a lot of them are like, there's one particular woman that does it, and she's just a real estate agent. It's like every day is heaven on earth for her. That's not right. Oh, okay. I'm labouring the last point, aren't I? You really are. Mm. You really only have like two points in there. It's like Donald Trump and and happy people, but that's fine. Um, But I do want to tell you this. There's an app called, it's the Facebook Purity app. And you can literally block Facebook posts that have cats in it, dogs in it, baby photos. You choose what you want to see. So let's say you don't like happy people. You can be like, no, you can take out memes you can take out smoking, selfies. Look at all these options. So what is it? No, so if I take out happy people, how does it know what a happy person It scans is? the photos or like keywords. So to, if it reads blessed, yeah, happy, it can just sunshine. Never show it, on your, it can never show it on your feed. Oh my God, this is heaven. You could actually block, block Trump. You can block, you can have all depressed people on your feed if that's what you want. One of the options you just showed me is a smoking photo. Yeah, if you don't like seeing smoking. <laughs> Look at all the options. How addicted would you have to be to think, oh, God, I've seen one. I've got to go out and have one. That's amazing. That's quite good. So I could make it miserable book. Just miserable, misanthropic bastards like me. There you go. Wondering why the world's such a terrible place. You only want to see people crying into pizza, then that's what you get. There'll be a spring in all our steps. (laughs) Just making Ireland feel like it's here. I guess that's what you're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Bringing the gloom. Okay. Well, if I'm still on Facebook next week, everyone has the right to call me a raving hypocrite, but I'm going to leave it this week. Apparently, you can go back to it, so I think I'll do like a month without it and see see. how I do. Okay, let me know how it goes. Will do. Um, And someone very politely said, uh, we're lucky your dumbass is leaving Facebook. Oh, okay. So, I think it's my mum. (laughs) (laughs) I love people that listen to this show and say stuff like that. Thanks for listening. Yeah. You know, there's an off knob just uh, next to where where you turned it on. You know what I mean? (laughs) Give it a a flick. I'm fine with that. Uh, Pat, thanks for pressing buttons. He's the producer, the host with the most. And you, my croaky little friend, thank you for coming in and struggling on and dealing with my verbal abuse as always. Thank thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my raspy voice with everyone. And let's all take a hint from Ireland. Go home and have a hot whiskey, my friend. Okay. Uh, thank you for getting involved in the show. Absolutely wonderful to hear from you. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Ta-da for now. Mm-hmm.